The F Word at Work from Fertility Matters at Work is a conversation about fertility and how it affects people at work. You'll be hearing conversations from our community about what they experience when trying to build their families, as our aim is to help you better understand this issue by sharing these stories, along with our own insights from the work we are doing. Plus, we'll be talking to the organisations making these cultural changes the norm, as well as bringing you thought leaders from the workplace wellbeing space. Now, before we get into this episode, we just want to say a big thank you to our sponsors for this series, Apricity, which is next generation fertility. And Apricity has a unique virtual model that uses AI innovation and technology to reimagine fertility care. Now to explain that, the technology Apricity use is through their virtual model. So they have virtual consultations and specifically their bespoke treatment app really guides and supports patients and their partners through their journey. So they never miss an injection. They have instant access to their medical team and a dedicated advisor seven days a week. Apricity offers family building benefits to employers, health plans and individual patients and this goes from diagnostic testing to full fertility management including medical treatments such as IVF, egg donation and egg freezing. Apricity helps build families by providing access to the best doctors, technology and unlimited support. Now the Apricity Fertility Benefit can be bespoke, designed for your company for either flexi benefit, cash allowance or through your PMI. And you can discover how Apricity can support your employees just by visiting apricity.life. So welcome to the first episode of the F Word at Work for 2023. <laughs> Trying to drum up the energy with my two co-founders, Becky and Claire. We're here. It's Sunday night. We're pretty much all in our pyjamas, but you don't need to know that. What we wanted to do was give you a recap of 2022 in 2022, but the year got the better of us. So here we are starting 2023 with a quick recap of what happened and a quick taster for you of what's to come because it, it's the second week of January. We've got so much to tell you already. We're so excited. We're going to have to give it you in snippets because there, there's already a lot. Our diaries are already filling up. So before we get started, I'm going to give a very warm welcome to the other two of my three musketeers, Becky and Claire. Happy New Year to you both. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we've agreed probably by the time this podcast lands, I think we've probably all said it enough. Yes. What we, this is coming yes. to you in the second week of January. That's it now, is it? We'd have to be nice and talk about the holiday. They're done. We're past it. <laughs> Hopefully you saw on our Instagram an amazing reel that Becky meticulously put together, which was as much of a snapshot of our 2022 that we could get into. What does Instagram give us? Was it 60 seconds or 90? You can do both, but I wanted to keep it to 60 seconds and it was very difficult. Honestly, how long did it take you? Two hours. It took me about two and a half hours on an evening, which my husband wasn't too pleased about, but I just wanted to try and capture everything. That is love. That is dedication. So with that in mind, seeing as you were the last person to literally seam it all together, sew it all together, I should say. What would you say are some of your highlights from 2022, Becky? I would say the absolute highlight has got to be the work we've done in getting this conversation out in Parliament. And Claire's I remember nodding. when we first got together, <laughs> we said we'd want to, to try and change the law and, and take it to Parliament. And we said that's probably a year three to five goal. 
<laughs> and yet for year one year for one. that to happen <laughs> it was amazing so yeah that highlights got to be and it's just how things fall into place we got invited to speak on woman's hour then on the back of that somebody had a conversation with nikki aiken she got in touch with us and we had that amazing chat back in i think it was around march april gosh. time wasn't it claire and we just came away absolutely buzzing thinking oh my gosh we really feel like we've been listened to and then suddenly there was a private members bill being drawn up and then we were invited to parliament in November and that was the most amazing day just actually being there I yeah, can't I believe that in my real. professional life I've been to parliament I still can't believe it no. <laughs> yeah it's, but something that we've driven as well and, and been a huge part of so yeah that would be my biggest proudest moment of 2022 I've probably stolen yours as well, Claire. well we're all nodding so yeah, it doesn't convey all... that well in a podcast but we're all nodding and I think what's really funny Becky listening to you you are virtually I'm I'm a step ahead of you with my thoughts but you're voicing exactly what I'm thinking so I think <laughs> we're spending an awful lot of time together talking about too much stuff no it's great it's great because mine my highlight's definitely that from a legislative perspective and the very fact that we were the instigators of that conversation initially is just yeah. such an incredible moment. And and I'm like you, Nat, I can't believe that we did it. This is us. This has been inspired by what we do and what we talk about. The year one's just been absolutely epic, isn't it? So, you know, we've got a lot of... to live up to in year two. Yeah, I know. We need to I don't I don't know what we're going to do. We might have to we might have to stand for Prime Minister in year two. <laughs> I would say that my highlight has been the constant just surprise of where this journey is taking us all. Obviously, what you guys have both just said, but we have this thing up to this matters at work that we call Good News Friday because it just feels <laughs> like we always get some brilliant news each week. And it does feel like every single week of our time together, there's been something significant. And it might not be significant enough for us to share with you, but it's been something significant amongst us. Whether we've cracked a new system because we've we've updated <laughs> stuff behind the scenes that has been technologically exhausting we've sorted out all sorts of boring things that we don't need to share with you but they've been little achievements for a startup that I think for me have been just real pats on the backs that we've stuck at it and we've you know it, it's if, if you've got your own business you'll know we are three individuals who have come together not knowing what would happen with our our mission but alongside what's all the exciting stuff that's gone on with that we've had to develop a business and I've been really proud that's been a real highlight for me of how I feel like we're starting 2023 much more organized and ready <laughs> for what's to come and any of our clients listening that's not to say we've not been delivering what you need in any way we've known what's been going on with that I'd like to add Nat that the biggest thing for me and it's it's a personal thing on a personal level and a professional level in the the validation that we get from the hundreds and thousands of people that follow us on all our social media accounts every single time I read a message and I, I read one this evening on our Instagram account somebody reached in talking about um surrogacy and as you know that's something that I I'm particularly invested in somebody said thank you so much for the work you're doing and we have had so many of those and yeah. that, that's the fire in my belly it's definitely the thing that keeps me going personally you know if you just have those days you just go oh god I'm tired I I, I need to write a blog or I need to do this that or the other that for me is the absolute 
thing that is always there that we are making a difference to people so for me yeah and they are little thank yous they're they're incidental they're irregular sometimes regular other times but you know people are going thank you for having this conversation thank you for making a difference I think we underestimate yeah. those thank yous as a as a cohort and I think it's really important yeah. to mention on this podcast because we are this conversation is being brought into the light and it needs to be and this is this is our driver just with what you said there Claire I mean we've all been that person who has struggled through this and just thinking about putting myself back in my shoes that many years ago if I could have seen these conversations happening I wouldn't have been sat there going why can't you cope with this Becky why is it so hard and thinking it was all about me and not actually about the support mechanisms that weren't really there around me or the conversations that weren't being had and so to be able to change that, whether on an individual level through somebody following our account who's going through this, but then also with the organisations that we're starting to work with and whether it be the ones that are, are committing to becoming fertility friendly and we're holding these amazing panel discussions where people are just coming forward. It's like a domino effect, yeah. we would say, isn't it? Yeah. And we've got senior managers putting their hands up with tears in their eyes saying, I went through this 15 years ago and everybody looking around going, oh my gosh, I never knew that about you. Yeah, just feeling the change but even we we see that happening with the companies we're working with but I'm sure as well there are many people we speak to who said I've taken this to my own organization we're starting to do things and even small things yeah it's like that ripple effect isn't yeah. it and it's going to be making that difference we won't always hear about it but it's happening and it, it's yeah. yeah it's just amazing when when you put that reel together Becky and you sent it to us prior to us loading it I I voiced a, I did a voice note didn't I immediately after it actually made me it made me cry with such pride. I'm to put it in here. Hi Becky, I'm crying watching this. I am um, really emotional in a good way. Yeah, uh, it's just it was just incredible. <laughs> you both brought me so nicely onto the next point I wanted to discuss, which was what we did for our Christmas party, and it's it's fitted in so nicely because. We had a little get together at the start of December, which was our Christmas party in the most fancy way you could imagine, because we were actually at an awards ceremony. You might have seen it on our socials because we were shortlisted for an award with the New Statesman magazine for positive impact, which we've just been highlighting that we're managing to hear about. But it was a lovely way for us to be recognised and validated. And we got to have a nice meal after. Who do we get to meet, though? And I'm I'm moving us through because we've got this A4 sheet that I want to try and cover with all three of us giving our little snippets for you we've got so much to say but we want to try and nail this in under 30 minutes but who did we get to meet ladies one of our idols Jolie Braley from Pregnant Then Screwed I I do actually think though at the moment that I I ran over to meet her we were like where's she gone I, I saw her in the corner of my eye and I was just, I'm so in awe of her and everything. But you've been reading her book on the train journey down, haven't you? Yes, I had. It was so funny. <laughs> and I was talking to, I was talking to somebody sat next to me about it. She asked, it was the motherhood penalty. And I was reading it and she said, oh, what's that book about? So we got chatting about, um, you know, how women are kind of fighting for equality in the workplace and all this stuff. And I, I was all fired up anyway. But when I saw her at the event, I was just absolutely, I was. it was like meeting a Hollywood A-lister to me. <laughs> just literally pounced on her she was lovely it was a really lovely opportunity to also thank her for her amazing work and you Claire were on the march to the mummies maybe you listening were a part of it but you'll have seen there's been much more press coverage about 
the work that they've done and the changes that we're seeing that they're getting spoken about in parliament as well this it's, year i think is a real going to be there's a lot yes, happening yes it's inspiration isn't it yes. because you see like she's one person and what she's built around that and the changes that she's making are incredible and so it inspires us to be able to think actually that's possible that can be done and so we're kind of the trying to get pregnant then screwed arm we know that it's not just mothers that are being discriminated against or yeah. having to leave the workforce it is people who are going through fertility treatment and trying to become mothers parents dads across the board i think the work they do is just incredible i think we were all really excited to meet her weren't we and well, uh, also that we, we work together. exactly we got the chance to talk about what we could do because we do know together we're and we wanted to mention some of the brilliant collaborations that we've got happening this year. We're not going to be able to get them all in this short, sharp taster of 2023 because we'll be sharing more of them through the year. But Claire, you hinted about your passion around surrogacy and you've been doing some brilliant work so far with my surrogacy journey. And that's something that as an organisation, we're continuing to do more in 2023, aren't we? Yeah, so um, Wes and I regularly chat about this and and actually sometimes I have to think to myself, God, have I got the headspace to to have this conversation? Because when we get together, we come up with so many ideas and so many gaps in just the UK alone with with where businesses and organisations get it so wrong and they need to learn and get it more right him and mike have got some amazing plans for 2023 which we are firmly a part of and you know we we, i've already been speaking to intended parents at the back end of last year that's ramping up this year already we're only in january and i've got a couple more calls scheduled with people to support them and then it will be published on our website shortly but we got a really great testimonial off somebody at the back end of last year who i'd helped with her workplace and that again it is just such an amazing sense of pride and achievement to know that we've made that difference to that person because fertility matters at work is not just about fertility treatment for a woman that's something that we've been very keen to emphasize Mm -hmm. the diversity of this issue all people that are involved and as well as the journey, the mental health element, the emotional toll it takes. And that's something, Becky, that we're also continuing to be able to do in the work that we're doing with This Can Happen this year, which is the conference that you got to go to last year. We've been um, share. we've already shared a conversation. Our first episode for this podcast was with Zoe Sinclair, who's the founder of Employees Matter, and the conference is called This Can Happen. And we just kind of started talking about this collaboration just last week so we're really excited to be a part of that do you want to just share a bit about that conference because it really inspired you didn't it it did it did and this was all around mental health and well-being in the workplace and there were so many different things being talked about that were all different but they all had the same commonality and so I was sat there thinking because there's so many conversations we could have about fertility and so we've been talking with Zoe since and they're actually having five smaller conferences this year to keep it more current so that it's not just one annual conference and as Zoe said when we spoke to her last week fertility is one of the most current conversations that's happening around mental well-being in the workplace and so we're delighted that we've been asked to host one of the panels at the this can happen conference in March so we're just putting that together um, and I, yeah I, I just can't wait for that because mental well-being is such a huge part of this conversation and so to be able to talk about that in front of that audience and be a part of it is amazing and we've also got another collaboration happening later in January with Whittle which is women in hospitality travel and leisure um, and also diversity in retail so we're going to be hosting a webinar with them and speaking to their members as well so what we're really trying to do is our work is is very 
generic, but also we want to try and focus in on some specific sectors because each sector will have its different challenges and different things that that make it it difficult for people to manage fertility and their work. We've also got a conversation coming up with the Burnt Chef project in the hospitality sector as well. There's so many exciting things. And like we say, it's the second week of January before we've already got these things lined up. We've already had more press this year. So I had uh, some cameras from ITV in my house again last week and I know Natalie you've got something coming up later on this month this is what our whatsapp like oh I can't speak right now I've got ITV coming around in 10 minutes I've got to I've got to sort out the dishes I mean you, you couldn't make yes. it up it's been so excited but just touching on the what we said about the currency of this conversation and this is really what we want to try and get across to you about why this is something to be thinking about in 2023 when you're thinking about your well-being agenda we know there is a lot for you to try and think about we want to help you get your head around what being fertility friendly means by sharing these snippets of things that organizations are doing and you can see across the different sectors I mean we're working across a lot of different sectors but as Becky said the hospitality and retail sector we've got really exciting things happening we've got piece of press coverage to tell you about in a moment we're going to come to it but before we get there we also want to help you um, feel more confident in getting into this type of conversation because we know you might be concerned that you've got a lot on your agenda and Becky I know you've been asked a couple of times about the worries and pressures that managers and businesses might be feeling at this point in time we know there's a lot for people to be thinking about with the cost of living crisis with everything that's going on with the economy we want to ensure that that well-being conversation remains current and this is one way to really try and hone in on what things could really be significant to make a change I've had some questions when I've been interviewed with different media that are kind of almost playing devil's advocate and, and actually asking probably a question that is quite common amongst many businesses particularly small businesses as well around oh, why should we have to do this and and won't this just bring an additional cost? Is it really worth the benefit? I was thinking about this and as I was talking, it came back to the kind of the three benefits that we always say this can bring. It's around attraction, retention and also engagement as well. My answer was, if you're a good supportive employer and somebody's going through a life event where their mental health is impacted significantly and it means they need some flexibility in their work, the, the hope is that you would support that and, and the majority I'm sure would. But what I would also say is when we're talking about paid time off, we're talking about people needing time to go to appointments. What we're not asking for is huge amounts, days and days of time off where organisations are going to not be able to function. We're looking for flexibility. And if we think about it, there's already a cost to businesses because we know that if your people are going through fertility treatment, they're going to go through it anyway, regardless exactly. of whether or not their employers supported them. They're not going to say, oh, right, I'm not going to be able to get the time off. So I'm just going to not go through IVF. They're going to go through it. So they will either talk to their employer and they'll be able to sort some time out but we know that nearly 70% of people go off sick. And so there's a huge hidden sickness absence cost that businesses don't even realise they have. And we all know as HR professionals, Claire, that it's much easier to manage some planned time yeah. out of the business than having that last minute someone's going off sick. And it may be that they go off for three, four weeks to cover the IVF cycle so they're not in and out. That cost is already there. You just don't know it. And so to actually be aware and to support people through this, you are actually setting yourself up to probably reduce some of your costs 
And actually, the benefit from that is that your employee is going to feel better engaged and they'll feel more loyal to you. They're more likely to stay. We know that 36% of people will consider leaving their jobs when they're going through fidelity treatment. And so think about the cost of replacing that person and, and that talent. There's so many different reasons why this is a good thing to do. It's not just about adding an additional burden to a business. It's about actually relieving a burden that you probably don't even realise you've got. Becky, Becky's made some really excellent points there. And I think what businesses or, or people who are listening need to understand is this isn't another thing. This is about um, morphing into what your workforce is demanding. So we know that different generations of workforce need different things. And all it's about is you adapting and understanding what works for your workforce, what will help them stay, what will help them be, be loyal and have a greater psychological contract with you as an organisation. We speak to so many businesses about this, and that is the, the thing, what, what's in it for me? It's that return on investment that we need to understand. We've already got some great stats from Zurich that have, have evidence that when they've said they're doing a, a fertility policy, they've had greater traffic through their um, recruitment website, which, it, which to me is an absolute tangible example of people going great that's that's for me that's an organization that I want to be seen um to to be invested in and we also know that fertility rates are declining so this problem or this challenge this workforce challenge is going to get bigger there is no doubt about it it's going to get bigger which means more people will have to go through fertility treatment in order to have a baby and and for me that's a logic head that that says you will have to adapt to it sooner rather than later so you can either be a late adopter and lag behind everybody else or you can be that innovative forward thinker that decides I'll do this now and I'll invest in my workforce earlier on and then it will pay dividends a bit later for me the people that we're speaking to who are working in the mental health workplace well-being space are talking about how this conversation the fertility conversation is so current because of exactly what Claire's just said. We've seen what's happened with the menopause conversation. We know that affects women. And what we're talking about, as we keep wanting to highlight, is this isn't just a female conversation. The misconception is that it is, but this affects all people who want to have a family. We're, we're recording this in, in 2023, okay? Every conversation I've had at the back end last year with intended parents have all had the same theme. They've indicated to me that they are not included in any workforce policy. This is 2023. These are big organisations that, you know, I'm unable to, to disclose who they are. But this is a this is a massive gap in this space it's huge and you know there's so much more work to be done in in it it's it's I mean it's equally exciting and sort of a bit crazy like god have we got the time and energy and everything to to fill this gap I definitely know we do but but it definitely is in existence and rest assured that the reason that we are here is to make your experience of putting this kind of stuff in place not easy because changes have to be made. We've been checking in with some of our clients and reminding them of the things they need to do. And yes, there are things you need to do, but what we're doing is helping you join the dots. You're probably, if you're listening to this podcast further along than you realise, if you're thinking about this conversation and what's happening in your workplace, and if not, then there's no problem. Then we can just have a conversation and highlight to you the steps that you need to take in order to become fertility friendly. We hope it's not daunting for you. We're here to explain and guide you through it. And we've got more to come to make that clearer. So we're going to be sharing more resources. We're giving our website a revamp. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on our socials. I'll put all the details in the show notes of how you can follow us. 
But before we leave you, we've got some really exciting news that we want to share. First of all, we we talked about some of the press coverage that has happened. Becky mentioned ITV at the point that this episode, if if you've listened to it as it lands, in about a week's time on the 17th of January, ITV News are going to be sharing um, like a a piece that they've done where we supported them finding case studies all from from the UK to talk about the fertility workplace pledge that Nikki Aiken has created that we've been supporting her with. Becky, you've already had ITV. I mean, it's quite a regular occurrence, I know, for you. Yeah, so I was sharing my experience from the from the central region of my own personal experience. And uh, so hopefully on that day, people will, will hear from you, won't they, Natalie, in the studio, uh, yeah. but also from people all over where wherever they are, there'll be somebody who's relatively local to them. And what was amazing was when we were reaching out for case studies, how many people actually came forward. Mm. And this is such a personal topic, but people are going, right, I, I really want to talk about this now. And so if you're listening to this and you want to be a case study, do get in touch because we do have a list because we are quite regularly getting contact from journalists who like you say, it's a hot topic of wanting to hear from people with their lived experiences. And I'm really proud of every one of you that has shared your story, because we know how emotional that can be. We still get teary mm-hmm. at times when we're talking about it. And the fact that you feel empowered enough to talk about it when we're asking you to is something you should be really proud of. And we're so proud to have you uh, in our troupe, let's say. The other thing we want to share on the press coverage, Claire spoke to Red Magazine that I went and bought for us the other day. I haven't bought a magazine for ages. It was such an indulgence. It was a lovely thing. How was that experience, Claire? And you had a good chat with the journalist. Yeah, we, we were on the phone for, it, it must have been about 45, 50 minutes that we chatted. But But this is a topic that once you get started on it, you just kind of get really lost in the conversation. And speaking to people who are genuinely interested in what's happened and what what we all um, fight for and what we want to change about the landscape in in the world of of fertility in the workplace is just so great and um yeah I I think um I looked at my watch at one point I thought flipping heck I've been talking for all this time I think I apologized quite a few times oh sorry there's just one more thing that I'd like to say um you know and you you can read that in in the um in red magazine which cost 5.99 didn't it Nat that was the other thing that you were quite quite obsessed about I just didn't realize I obviously it's first time in a long time I've just bought a magazine if I've bought them I think in the past they've been part of the shop yeah I just don't think I've noticed but yes, I was a bit surprised, but I did get a free travel bit as well. So we've been looking at nice places to go. The article was also talking about the work that we've been doing with Liberties. And I know, Becky, that you had a lovely trip to Liberties, which is such a gorgeous place to go to anyway, isn't it? Yes, it was very, very nice. Um, but yeah, it, they featured um, an amazing lady called Madeline Macy, who um, works at Liberty. And I went down, I think it was the end of October, beginning of November, it was around Fertility Week, where um Madeline was just actually opening up to the team at Liberty about her own experience and why she wanted to create more support and conversation around uh, fertility struggles and baby loss in the workplace and and actually she was really nervous when she was first sharing in front of people and it was a really emotional discussion it was I felt very proud and privileged to be there to to kind of be able to put some context around this and say this is this is problem but this is what we can do and so we're really really looking forward to working with Liberty over the next year um, as they make their commitment to becoming fertility friendly. 
And once you've gone and followed on our socials at Fertility Matters at Work on Instagram and Fertility Matters at Work on LinkedIn with Fert Matters Work on Twitter, you will be able to see as we announce more of the exciting people that we're working with because we've got a flurry to come. Um, We've got some really exciting um, organisations who are coming on board with us. The final piece of news that we want to share today is that we have been shortlisted for an award with the Northern Power Women Award in the category of small organisation. Now, you haven't seen Claire waving her arms around. The joy for us, I think because we're all in the Midlands to the north, it's 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 very significant to be recognised, but also because we're talking about an organisation which has over 70,000 individuals who use their power for good. And we knew that we wanted to put ourselves up for this award in particular. We're trying to be very true to ourselves in everything we do. And our awards entries, I think, are really replicating that. And I think we were so delighted, weren't we, to find out that we were shortlisted. Yeah, it was amazing. I'm so happy. Because the other thing as well is, you know, these, these entries take time. Claire especially has been dedicating the late hours of a night to <laughs> filling in the awards entries. And then we've been meticulously rereading through and going through we made a video together that we had to submit didn't we which yes which was the day after we'd been together for the other awards that we mentioned and we were all a little bit tired but we did it didn't we we did a good job Becky used her brilliant editing skills again to put that together didn't you yes that one didn't take quite as long as the Instagram one I must say <laughs> not so many bits and pieces but just to give you an idea this is Europe's largest celebration of gender equality how good does that sound? It's amazing. It's amazing. And I think you start these things and you just want to make a difference to a few people and actually to be able to do it on that scale and then then be recognised for it as well. Because there is a lot of time and effort that goes in behind the scenes on this. And I just want to credit you, Nat, as well, for when you were yes. talking about it's not easy building a business. Without Natalie, we would not be as organised or streamlined as we are. Or bossed around um, doing podcasts. So we, we, we appreciate it, Nat. We appreciate <laughs> it. And we work so well together because we've all got our own little strengths and the yeah. ways in which we, we can, things we can bring to to how we work. And um, yeah, it's just been an absolute pleasure last year and I can't wait for the next year. Exactly. So with that we ask you to please subscribe and share our podcast. All the follows that you give, whether you're listening on Spotify or on Apple, it, it, it helps other people find this podcast and know that it's worthwhile. If it's useful for you and your business, share it with colleagues. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, the details will be in the show notes of how you can book in a call to find out more about how we can support your organisation, be it with our membership, it might just be a webinar, but just to understand more about what becoming fertility friendly means. Do make sure that um, you let us know if you want to give a little review of the podcast as well. But we'd love to hear from you. All our social details will be at the end of the podcast as well as in the show notes so we can keep in touch. Thank you for listening. Thank you both of you for giving me time on your Sunday evenings. And we look forward to you checking in with us in a couple of weeks time here on The F Word at Work. Do follow us on our socials at Fertility Matters at Work on Instagram and LinkedIn. It's where we share the free events that we have as well as survey findings and lots of interesting conversations from our community we're at Fert Matters work on twitter plus we've got loads of free resources at fertilitymattersatwork.com if from what we've shared with you you feel ready to talk more about how your organization can become fertility friendly do book a call via the website link it will be great to hear from you 